You might have followed the news lately. Again, what happened in Turkey and in Syria surely is devastating regarding this earthquake and devastation. Now, before we get started, and again, on behalf of the staff and the show, that we love to express our condolences and also um, our sorrowfulness to uh, the people in Turkey and also in Syria, again, regarding this earthquake that happened recently. And we hope and I pray that people in both countries are able to uh, recover from this natural disaster. But meanwhile, Again, if you follow the news closely, that um, recently Pakistan's former president, Pervez Musharraf, a key U.S. ally in the campaign against the Al-Qaeda and following the militant group on September 11th attack in 2001, actually passed away on Sunday and after a prolonged illness and at the age of 79. Well, if you pay attention to the news, that mainstream media won't really talk about his legacy. And of course, that right now today, people only pay attention to this geopolitical change in the U.S. and also in Europe. But however, when it comes to former President Amishraf, again, he was a key player, not only for the country of Pakistan, but also regarding this ongoing relationship between China and Pakistan as well. So that's why in this episode, we need to talk about the significance of former Pakistan's president, Pervez Musharraf, and also how he contributed to the bilateral relations between China and Pakistan. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you follow our show, and you must be familiar with our distinguished speaker, which is Dr. Shriba Kahoot. Now, Dr. Kahoot is a, PhD, is a PhD scholar of Shandong University in China, and his research interests include Belt and Road Initiative and Energy Economics. And he has carried out extensive research on Chinese investment across the globe and also for the BRI. Well, Dr. Kahoot, and welcome back to The Missing Piece. Thank you very much, Mr. Will. It's always a great pleasure to be in your show. Well, Dr. Kahoot, welcome back to the show. Now, I want to uh, start with a question. As we mentioned before, recently the former president, Musharraf, passed away at the age of 79 and after battling against the prolonged illness. And again, we know that based on the intro, not only he was the leader for the country and also he played a significant role in terms of building the partnership with the U.S. to be against Al-Qaeda, which is a famous um, a terrorist group. Now, help us to understand how significant is his legacy and how important it is for our audience to understand his contribution or his partnership with the U.S. in terms of battling against Al-Qaeda at this moment. Yeah, as we all know that President Musharraf, you know, he became the president of Pakistan after the coup against the democratic setup since Pakistan is the parliamentary democracy. And so it was the year 1999. And in the year 2001, it, on the September the uh, 11th, on, so which is called 9-11. Mm. So America, so, you know, there was an attack on the World Trade Center. And by uh, virtue of that attack, you know, America traced bin Laden, uh, you know, all against these attacks and America eventually attacked the Afghanistan. Pakistan being the neighbor of Afghanistan, so America sorted the health of Pakistan in terms of the military bases, which Pakistan in principle agreed to provide to the U.S. So then, you know, we have seen it, you know, all 
all the chaos, you know, in the region and uh, the war against terror, Pakistan being the front state ally of the U.S. So as a result of those those cooperation, these printer elements of the Al-Qaeda and the TTPs, the Taliban, the, their, their, their Afghan uh, uh, faction and the Pakistani faction, you know, both of them, they get they got united against Pakistani uh, security forces and, uh, you know, and rest is the history. Pakistan has to bear the uh, lot of expenses, a lot of losses, more than 80,000 human lives have mm. been, you know, sacrificed on the Pakistani side. So, you know, if so, the role of Jan Pervez Musharraf, uh, you know, who just passed away, you know, his role in the war on terror was very critical because he was the greatest partner in Asia of the U.S. And unfortunately, Pakistan has paid a huge price of being the front state ally of the U.S. And the main mastermind, you know, behind this cooperation was uh, from the U.S. side, it was President Bush. And from the Pakistan side, it was uh, President uh the general retired Perez Musharraf. Yeah. Mm. You know, brother, based on the research, and again, statistically speaking, it is a fact that during President Musharraf, uh, uh, again, uh, the leadership, the economic or the this economic growth in Pakistan was rather profound. So, in other words, when people look at his presidency and look at this economic growth. Needless to say that people, I guess the, the word should be confident, you know, people were so confident about this economic partnership, as you mentioned before, not just with the U.S. and also with many countries in Asia. Brother, you witnessed the histories throughout the centuries. Help us to understand how much contribution did President Musharraf contribute under his presidency for the people in Pakistan. And again, how significant it is today for the whole world to understand such a general, such a leader made a greater effort, even went on his way to create this prosperity for the country of Pakistan. Go ahead. You know, historically in Pakistan, because the, the system of governance in Pakistan has been swinging uh, in between the military and the civilian setup. Mm. Uh, in all the 75 years of history of Pakistan, 35 uh, approximately years have been, you know, ruled by the military directly. So, you know, in all of those rules, uh, Pakistan was the uh, main recipient of the uh, generous American funding because Pakistan was the was in the American uh, group. So there was a huge amount of dollars, you know, which were being shipped towards Pakistan. Mm. So by virtue of those aids, uh, as in, as I mentioned, the war on terror. So uh, under war on terror, Pakistan received uh, huge, you know, billions and billions of dollars under the head of CSF, which is a coalition support fund. So, you know, since all of those dollars and money were coming, so, you know, the General Provost Musharraf, he made sure that the fruits of those uh, dollars, you know, they reached to the common man. And uh, he actually uh, strengthened the local government system in Pakistan, actually, just like in China. So he actually strengthened the local bodies, you know, you know the local government. So he made sure that the governance structure, it uh, goes right, 
through the right to the grassroots level and uh, yeah and it had a, some some of the very good results for the pakistani economy for the first time in the pakistani history our economic growth rate it reached to up to the 8% so yeah you know things were just only one thing you know it was not good because pakistan being the parliamentary democracy we didn't have that time this democracy portion so otherwise a common man was more happy in the general pervez musharraf's era as compared to now because now pakistan is facing a historical you know uphill in the inflation and you know some of the, some of other problems as uh, very low levels of foreign exchange reserves now but comparing to uh, with the general pervez musharraf's uh, era uh things in pakistani economy were you know not very good but not very bad but somewhere in the middle at least he 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 ensured that a common man say should be there in the governor structure uh, by strengthening the local government system mm You know, Dr. Kahoot, when we talk about this economic growth under General Musharraf, again, based on the research that many experts believe that not only for this domestic economic growth and also in terms of foreign investment, and we know that during his presidency, again, as we mentioned before, he encountered with the US President George W Bush many times and one of the signatory projects or one of the signatory policy under General Musharraf was to build this foreign investment opportunity uh, able to uh, accumulate or enable to generate more opportunities for the country of Pakistan now help us to understand why was it important for General Musharraf to collect the interest overseas so in other words what was his motivation to invite foreign investment into the country what was the reason behind it we know that you study economics and of course that you are one of the key players for the economic government so help us to understand what was the reason for general musharraf to make the decision and how um, do you or how do you think that people in pakistan back back in the days could benefit from the foreign investments you know mr wells for the countries like pakistan uh, the role of foreign direct investment which is the fdi uh, it's very important because uh, unfortunately the manufacturing sector of pakistan is not very as much as as much efficient as you know in case of other uh, south asian economy like bangladesh you know which is a king in the in the textile sector in south asia so you know pakistan always needs or the or the such countries all which are in the which are at the lowest above the developing uh, world this so these countries always need some of the or a lot of you know uh, investment from the wealthier countries so yeah because because every country needs money to prosper to move forward so for that reason actually the general pervez musharraf he made sure that pakistan keep on keep on receiving the you know foreign foreign dollars foreign investments you know in the form of dollars or in the form of securities the treasury bills you know yeah so and actually pakistan saw those uh, the fruits of those investments because uh, the industries and uh, some of the manufacturing setups you know they were built for for example the cement industry which is the key industry in the construction sector it was built you know on larger scale so many factories were were established in pakistan in general pervez musharraf's era so due to that pakistan pakistan saw the you know 
the uh, rise of the employment levels and you know more and more growth in the construction sector now again we have this understanding that the construction sector actually contributes to some of the 20 other subsectors for example steel industry for example plastics for mm. example plumbing industry you know so so that's why you know uh, this is uh, this step to encourage actually the foreign direct investments in pakistan you know it was a key step and uh, during his era pakistan witnessed a huge amount of foreign direct investments in it Brother, I know you're an expert on Belt and Road Initiative, so that's why the next part of the conversation I want to bring China into our dialogue. As we mentioned before, during his presidency, it wasn't just about this relationship between Pakistan and the U.S. And let's talk about China. Based on uh, uh, the um, factual information, that the former president of Pakistan was also invited to China on multiple occasions. And as a matter of fact, that he was given several opportunities to communicate with the younger generations、um, at one or two distinguished universities in China during his presidency as well. Now, brother, help us to understand during、uh, the presidency of Musharraf, how would you describe the relationship between Pakistan and China, and also what were some of the major milestones that those two countries, or in terms of the leaders, accomplished? Back then, you know, China and the Pakistan friendship, as they say, that you know, it is it is sweeter than honey. It is the greatest、uh, than the greatest、uh, you know mountain in the world. You know, higher than the Himalayas. You know, so this is actually true because whichever government structure is in Pakistan, be being being it a military rule or a democracy rule, you know, our relationship with China they have grown over time you know, exponentially.、Mm. And、uh, yeah, so same goes true for the Musharraf because he was uh, uh, he actually he was he was ruling Pakistan at the right at the start of the 21st century. So and at that time, Pakistan was the front state ally of the U.S. as well. So now you know we we have already seen we have always seen this the rift between the U.S. and the China, which is mostly started from the U.S. side. So actually, so General Musharraf actually balanced it very well. You know, at the same time. He was cooperating as the head of a government of Pakistan with the U.S. in his offensive against uh, in, um, against Afghanistan by providing them the key military bases.、Mm. So at the same time, General Pervez Musharraf he established a very cordial relationship with China, and、uh, actually, you know, the this project of uh, J of uh, J uh, JF seventeen Thunder, the key、uh, fighter jet of Pakistan. Actually, this agreement was also. Signed at the time of、uh, General Pervez Musharraf, and now Pakistan is manufacturing that、uh, fighter jet in Pakistan, actually assembling by taking parts from China. So you know all of these things, and there were so many other confidence-building measures which are called CDMs. So actually, as we talk about Belt and Road, although although it started or the China-Pakistan Economic Corridor, although although it formally started in two two thousand thirteen. But its but its seeds were sown、uh, much earlier in the General Pervez Musharraf's era, and、uh, Pakistan witnessed, you know, a huge,、uh, you can say, the attack in the back from the Chinese friends, and、uh, you know, on multiple occasions,、uh, General Pervez Musharraf visited uh, uh, China,、mm. and same for 
I think at that time, Chinese premier was Hu Jintao. Mm. So he also used to, you know, travel to Pakistan a lot. Yeah, so being a neighboring country of China, Pakistan has always uh, given due importance to this neighbor. And specifically at that time when General Purvis Mishra was ruling, since Pakistan was in the camp of the U.S. So, so he, he balanced the thing uh, very, very well the, with the Chinese friends as well. Mm. Now, again, brother, I want to um, ask you one more question before we focus uh, focus on the um, uh, next part of the conversation. And we know that, again, if we look at China today, we always say China today, uh, put in this mild way, is politically important and also economically hungry, you know, at this moment. Because, again, post the pandemic, the whole world has been changed. Now, again, in comparison and contrast, back in the days, under President uh, uh, Musharraf, that the relationship between China and Pakistan was rather positive and healthful. But right now, fast forward, what changed? Because we know that during the conversation, even before we taping the show, you and I we were talking about this a little bit. Somehow today, in some region or some part of the region of Pakistan, that not everyone is on board with China. As a matter of fact, there are some groups and there are some people who are not actually in favor of Chinese presence. Dr. Kahoot, from this political and also this economic perspective, what is happening today and why do you think the attitude changed? Yeah, you know, uh, since now, presently, we see that Pakistan, and in, in as a matter of fact, if you see that Pakistan is a confederation, because we have the five provinces and every province have their own identity, you know, and uh, we have this, uh, this system of parliamentary democracy, in which we need to, uh, or we have to take all the uh, provinces with us. So, so historically speaking, every province have their own a set of, uh, uh, you can say, grievances and issues, you know, and uh, those those issues are, you know, uh, decades old. And unfortunately, uh, some of their concerns, which are very genuine, for example, the, the security concern in, in Balochistan, it is a genuine concern, you know, the provision of basic facilities. So, uh, as we also talked in the previous episode, when Pakistan uh, moved ahead under this understanding of China-Pakistan economic corridor with our mm. Chinese friends. So those provinces were actually, uh, you know, they were expecting that the fruits will be will be there for them, you know, in the immediate future, uh, which actually, you know, you know, didn't happen because of, you know, the projects were slowed down, unfortunately. There were some security issues, you know, and there were some attacks on Chinese uh, engineers and uh, teachers. So due to this, you know, the projects actually, they had some some of the, you know, the pace was lowered down. But still, you know, as we are speaking, just uh, uh, two days before, the, the coal, one of the key coal projects of China, uh, which, which China actually built in Pakistan, it started its operations. Mm. And uh, just similarly, on many fronts, uh, we have seen that the cooperation uh, in between China and Pakistan, it has, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
brought a lot of uh, uh, positives for for Pakistan actually. So in this sense, you know, as we speak, you know, some provinces have their genuine concerns, you know, that how to actually uh, take uh, immediate fruits from this China-Pakistan cooperation. Yeah. Hmm. Dr. Kahoot, I know you're very busy. Now stay with me. I got two more questions before letting you go. Now, again, I want to focus on China-Pakistan relationship today. You know, even though previously that we've been discussing this legacy of General Mushraf, of course that we always consider the predecessors, or even uh, putting this Western term, the, uh, the, the forefathers, they lay the solid ground politically and also economically for the successors. But meanwhile, when we look at China today, we're in the year of 2023, and everyone is looking at, as we mentioned before, this country is politically important and economically hungry. So for country of Pakistan, how do you think this country should continue to build upon this relationship without any interruptions or without any noises? Because we know at this moment, everyone is too worried within the international community that China is going to outgrow other countries, where China is going to politicizing everything in order to dominate the world, which we have no way to approve it. So again, Dr. Kahoot, from your perspective, how do you think that Pakistan continue to move forward again after this legacy of General Mushraf and also under the current uh, leader of Pakistan? Go ahead. You know, if we look from the uh, countries like uh, Pakistan and all the partner countries of China, so if we look from their perspective, only one thing which is important for the bright future, that is the political and economic stability. Mm. So if, so if the long-term decisions are not taken timely, then uh, no matter how much investment you have made in those countries, they will eventually uh, they will eventually suffer, you know. So just in the time, you know, as we speak about the Jan Pravez Musharraf, so in his time, this, the system of governance in Pakistan was totally different mm. because it was a one-man rule. You know, because it was, it was, you know, it was a different setup as Pakistanis are used to. But now, as we are speaking, the the system of governance is is a democracy. So it means that the, there is no political stability, or the very least uh, political stability. So, from the Chinese perspective, you know, China, uh, as uh, President Xi has always said that you know this Belt and Road Initiative is a win-win situation. And it is, uh, and it has been aimed to build a community of a, a shared future. So, in this sense, you know, uh, all the all, so it is a win-win actually, you know, uh, because uh, uh, as we speak in Pakistan, the projects worth billions of dollars mm. have been built by the Chinese, by the Chinese companies. You know, they they are roads. Just now, Pakistan Railway has received its. Uh, Railway carriages, you know, there are uh, uh, thermal uh, and the energy plants, our dams, some of the very key dams have been built by the Chinese. So, you know, the Chinese footprints in Pakistan or the Africa or the Sri Lanka, they are very deep. But now, you know, the responsibility is on the shoulders of, uh, you know, 
the recipient countries like Pakistan, you know, that they keep their uh, political environment uh, stable so that the fruits of Chinese investments, they actually go deeper. Mm. Uh, and uh, they those fruits, you know, they actually can bring more and more prosperity. And uh, this is the only way to move forward. Well, Dr. Kahoot, again, you know that after the COVID restriction, China recently loosened up its policy in terms of welcoming the international travelers back to the country, which is considered as one of the major strategic, political, and also economic move for the whole world. So, Dr. Kahoot, I want to get your reaction on this. Is How do you think by opening up the border and opening up the gate to the world could benefit such a country as Pakistan? Not just about this political engagement, but from this economic projection, how much benefit do you think that we are able to receive mutually and not individually? Yeah, you know, as China has contained this uh, pandemic very well, so Pakistan being the direct neighbor, because uh, the Western China is uh, connected through roads and, of course, through mountains with uh, northern Pakistan. And uh, uh, it is the, one of the key border because at the one of the other end, it also linked with the India as well. Mm. So, by the way, you know, Chinese border, you know, through roads and the mountains is linked with so many countries. So as China has now, you know, soften uh, its uh, restrictions of course the direct beneficiaries will be its direct neighbors so and you know already thousands of Pakistani students as me as myself we are studying here in China so one of the big thing will be that more and more uh, uh, influx will be there of the students in China mm. and the other you know business persons you know people to people exchange more and more Chinese companies, they are working in Pakistan and in the future it is hoping that more and more Pakistani businessmen will come here. So yeah, uh, it will it will bring a lot of good things for both the countries. From the economic perspective, we say that you know it will bring more and more cultural exchange and through the cross-cultural communications, you know, we always get some 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 good uh, results, being them uh, economic uh, or the financial or the, you know, critically even, you know, because Pakistan has a lot to learn from Chinese system of governance, you know, the long term policies and, you know, um, because China is indeed the factory of the world. So if so, if it can produce a lot of goods for the whole world, I think Pakistan also can uh, learn from the Chinese manufacturing sector and uh, Build more and more manufacturing plants, and to and can take its uh, real uh, GDP, you know, upwards. Mm. Yeah. Well, Dr. Kahoot, again, we are only in the second month of 2023. Of course, for China, this year still has a long way to go, and also, um, it's really important. Not just we talk about this ongoing relationship between China with some of the countries in Southeast Asia. And also, it's important to remind everyone, because of the effort of the predecessors that lay the ground, that we're able to see the fruit that were uh, uh, what we experienced today, and also some of the leaders really sacrificed themselves in order to provide a better relationship. Well, again, Dr. Kahoot, 
um, we are very sorry this um, the tragic that took place uh, to the uh, former president of Pakistan, uh, uh, Mr. Raf, and we uh, express our condolences to the family, and also we hope that um, not only in Pakistan, but also in China and also around the world, people remember this significant figure that he actually contributes so much to this bilateral relations between China and Pakistan, and also uh, to uh, to the battle against Al Qaeda, which is of course uh, considered as the significant and irreplaceable milestone for the world.